This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. We are finding out some unusual things about you folks here in the Upstate. Uh, our topic for group therapy this week is kind of tie-in with our Torture Tuesday. We sent Cato out. Uh, to a restaurant with a pretend urn and his grandfather's ashes in there. It's actually an urn with pretend ashes. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, <laughs> there's a difference. Okay, well, it was, okay. But it was funny because he said that he had to spread those ashes at this booth because that was his grandfather's favorite restaurant, his favorite booth, and he announced it to the whole place, and then he did, like, a little eulogy for it. it was, And they got the server involved. Yeah. And they let you spread what they thought was human remains <sighs> in the restaurant. We're not saying where. Well, and you people have already admitted like you've spread ashes on a Ferris wheel that went all over the people. Yep. That's better than the throw up. Yeah. That's true. I'd rather have ashes given the choice. So if you have a funny ashes story this morning, we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-360-937. Hello. Hawk and Tom, good morning. Good morning. I have a story about ashes for you. Lay it on us. Well, it's my mom, so she's kind of a little bit everywhere, to be honest with you. It's kind of a... Not a funny story, but kind of a funny story. Okay. So she wanted to be put out at the beach, so we put her out at the beach. Well, when we're getting ready to put it in a vase to let it out in the ocean, the wind picks up, and obviously they kind of go everywhere. Okay. So then we put her in a vase, the rest of them in a vase, and, you know, I keep them up on a shelf at home. Well, the cat knocks them over. (laughs) Oh, so then, yeah. So then I'm taking the vacuum and I'm vacuuming them all up, you know, and I'm trying to get them in the in the thing and save them, and I put them back in a like a Ziploc bag. Whoa, 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 whoa! You're vacuuming up your mom. <laughs> yes. Okay. And so, <laughs> so leave her you, in the carpet. Uh, so you got ashes and dust with mama now. Yep. Yep. So. Th- well. Yeah. Really you could empty the bad, thing but... first, and then it would just be <laughs> mom. Well, no, that's what I did. I emptied yeah. the thing first. I mean, obviously. <laughs> and so then I put her in just a Ziploc bag. And I was like, okay, at this point, I need to just think of something, something, you know, that so this doesn't happen again. Well, so yeah, I actually you found. You, in the Ziploc bag, you don't keep mama fresh. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that worked. Well, it kept her safe for a while. Yeah. So I actually found somebody that um, did a special painting. And they put her ashes in the painting, and now she's on the wall. Oh, now that's pretty clever. Now, is a painting of your mom, or just a painting of what? Well, they have a, a special um, portrait of her, and then on the side, it's kind of like a painting of the ocean with real seashells. 
Oh. Um, and she's kind of mixed in the sand in the in the painting. That's cool. Wow. That's With a good. touch of vacuum cleaner dust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cat hair. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of everywhere. There you go. That's a, you know that's a great idea though. Thank you for it sharing really your is. story this morning. Yeah, that was that was I, I think that was the best idea ever. Getting get, getting somebody's ashes put in a painting. I love it. Way better than a Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> Way better than a Ziploc bag. All right. Well, we love you. Love you too. Right, have a good one. You too. Hawk and Tom. Good morning. Good morning. I have a story about ashes. Okay. It didn't happen to me personally, but I had a good friend who was power of attorney for her next-door neighbor. And they didn't have any siblings or kids, so she said, sure, I'll help you out. Well, when he died, her job was to go through the house, of course, and do as she saw appropriate with his personal effects. Right. So in the bottom of the closet, she finds a shoebox partially ripped with some of the ashes on the floor in the closet, and it says, my wife's ashes. Oh, no. And she's thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with these ashes? Yeah. And it was really creepy because she said as she took the box off, there was little teeth and pieces of bones. Oh, (laughs) creepy. I know. And she didn't know what to do. So she said, I put on gloves, I picked them out, and I spread the ashes on their front lawn because they had lived in that house together for like 65 years. That's good. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I mean, you could have gone to the grave site and put them by his... Well, he was having a funeral, and I said, you should have put, since he wasn't cremated, you should have put them in, asked if you could put them in the casket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, you think think about it, if he had them in the bottom of the closet, maybe he didn't want to spend the rest of his eternity with her. (laughs) (laughs) He needed a little space. The bones and teeth kind of did it for her. She said, I just couldn't do anything more with that. Yeah. <laughs> teeth is pretty wild. Good and creepy. They say, though, that are teeth sometimes, though, sure. in the ashes. I've yeah. not seen any. Okay. <laughs> not for your dad. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. We, we love, love you. you. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> okay. And Kato, your dad, I thought you had, he had false teeth. Yeah, I've got his teeth are not in the ashes. They're sitting beside <laughs> oh, okay. him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In a jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Funny ashes story this morning. I guess that's a bad way to put it. one 800 360 937 It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. And our group therapy is tad different this week. We're sharing unusual stories about ashes and urns. Yeah, it started off from Cato's Torture Tuesday. Now people are telling us they've done some pretty wild <laughs> things with their relatives and other people's relatives, too. Yeah. You can call us at 800-386-0937 and share your story as well. Hey, I had a, like an ashes story. All right. right. So at my aunt's funeral, my um, I was after the service, I was standing there talking to my cousin, consoling him. You know, he's 20, and I, um, I wasn't paying too much attention to my kids. And we look over, and we notice my daughter's missing. And then we notice that the urn is missing. Oh, no. And looking around the funeral home for her and for the urn, what's happened? And we find her in some random room with the urn in one hand and eating a cookie in the other hand. And everyone's like, oh, I'm so glad we found you. And then my cousin tells her, hey, you took my mama in a, like, a last joking way. Yeah. And she tells him, well, she's not your mama anymore. Oh, wow. And everyone in the room just stops. And it's like total silence. (laughs) And my cousin just busts out laughing. And he said it was the most hilarious thing. And he he felt like she did that to kind of make him happy. But it was it was crazy. I mean, yeah. it was about 15 minutes, and we couldn't find any of them. So. Oh, wow. Well, at least she didn't go, it's not your mom anymore. Red rom, red rom. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, yeah, we yeah, love you. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, love y'all. Bye-bye. Okay, bye bye. Hawk and Tom, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Good. What's your story? So, a family friend of mine um, bought a house recently, and there was a um, they were doing like the sweep with the realtor, and there was a bag up top of like above the cabinets where you put like decor and stuff. Right. And um, his mom was like, what is in that bag? We have to see what's in that bag. And the realtor brought it down, and he was like, it's Billy. Uh, Billy? (laughs) Who's Billy? The people who sold the house, they left their dad's ashes there. Oh! Poor dad! Poor Billy. I know. And they, uh, they called the family, and they were like, Hey, you left something. <laughs> Did y'all forget something? What'd they y'all say? Yeah. And they were like, uh, we don't want him. Oh, no. no. Yes, it was very funny and very sad, but yeah. I just had to call. Okay, well, wh- wait, wait, where did Billy wind up? I really don't know. I think they eventually just, like, dropped him on their doorstep and were like, here's Billy. Have a nice day. Oh, wow. They ding-dong ditched with Dad. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad whenever they didn't love you enough to do more than that. That's funny. See, and I don't oh want God. people keeping up with my ashes. That's why I say dump them all in the Reedy River. It's polluted there enough. You go. All right. Well, we love you. Thanks for sharing that story about Billy. Love y'all. Thank you. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. Oh, my Hawk and Tom, good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing well. How about you? I'm great. I've got a funny story. Okay. Um, obviously, I'm not dead yet. Nope. Doesn't sound like it. But, yep. Not today. Or not yet. Yeah. <laughs> My kids have decided that when I die, they're going to turn me into tattoos. Oh, my. Oh, I know. I know. I told them that was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I have very curly hair and sometimes when i wake up i look like medusa okay <laughs> so that's what they're putting on both of their thighs they're, they're gonna have medusa a woman with snake with hair ashes. they're gonna use your yes. ashes to make snake-headed woman yes on their thighs oh my a real tattoo a big tattoo wow well, so each one of them and i'm like oh, okay Oh, <laughs> I mean, at least I can haunt them for the rest of their lives. <laughs> you can't really say anything. You're the one that raised them. <laughs> it's your fault. No, I know. I, I, you know, parents should never teach their children to be open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, that's, that's funny. Unusual. We love you, Medusa. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Love you, guys. Well, love we you. hope you don't end up on any thighs too soon. Me either. Okay, take care. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This is big news on the internet, and it should be big news here. We've watched for what seems like quite a while as the city of Malden has constructed a bridge across 385 to get to what is now going to be a new uh I guess, shopping destination. Is that where the castle's being built? The castle mm-hmm. is being built yeah. there, yes. It's the coolest building in the world. It looks very neat. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing in it as far as I know yet. And they have just barely started, I think they finished the walkway. It's a it's a pedestrian bridge across the interstate. It looks way too fancy and probably too much money spent. But the castle looks <laughs> awesome right next to that plain, ordinary Spectrum building. <laughs> Spectrum, you gotta, you gotta now remodel and yeah. make yours look like, look like a castle, too, yeah. to I, make it blend. I will say from above, the bridge looks very cool as well. And it does look pretty neat whenever you drive under it. It's right on my route home every day. Uh 
But apparently somebody got involved in this in a trolling way, and it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> What's and going on? So basically, Malden had a contest to name this bridge, okay. and the names are pretty vanilla. They're pretty much sterilized. Okay. Uh, Malden Skyway was one choice. Nah, Malden not- Archway. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Malden Gateway Bridge. That's probably a better one. That's okay. Malden's Palmetto Pathway. But (laughs) here's the worst of them all. The Malden Highway Overpass. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just describing it. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty sad, right? Yeah, but the gateway one sounds like a cult. Like, welcome to the gateway. Well, that's not altogether untrue well, I think of Malden. Golden Gate Bridge. I'm like, it's kind of already taken. Well, the gateway is this whole mess of roads right here at 385.85. They call that the gateway. So that would be oh. really confusing then. Now, the Malden, Malden Gateway would, would be, be the their gateway. Yeah. So they're having trouble figuring out what to name this bridge. Well, not really. They're yeah. having a contest, okay. and they were excited to tell who's going to win the naming. However, okay. someone beat them to the punch. What happened? <laughs> a hacker got onto Google Maps and named it early. Not only did they name it, they set up a little memorial on the bridge, took pictures of it, and uploaded them to Google Maps, so it became official on Google Maps. How? They named it after a meme from 2016. There was a gorilla in the Cincinnati or Cleveland Zoo. Which one was it? Uh, I feel like if you just say his name, everyone's going to know. Well, that's true. His name is Harambe. And he was a western lowland gorilla, and a three-year-old boy fell into the gorilla enclosure. Uh, This was quite some time ago. They had to shoot him because they were afraid the boy would get harmed. So Harambe is no longer with us. Okay. But he became an online meme for a lot of things. Now, memes age like milk, so I'm not going to bore you with how the whole meme took place. About but Harambe the Gorilla. But Harambe the Gorilla mm-hmm. has been online in some meme or another for the last almost eight years now. Okay. Well, someone had a picture of Harambe. They put a little stuffed chimpanzee with symbols to represent Harambe. Okay. They put some other things on the bridge, took the picture, and uploaded it to the Google Maps and named it the Harambe Memorial Bridge. You can do that? You can just name it yourself and upload it? Apparently so, because <laughs> it says that online now. Oh, my now, goodness. Malden's not happy about it <laughs> um, yeah. because they wanted to announce their name that they had chosen. Uh-huh. Hopefully not Malden Highway Overpass. Yeah. Uh, but they had been planning on doing this, and now... They have to contact Google and tell them to change it because <laughs> oh, this no. one's wrong. But I think it should forever be known as the Harambe Memorial Bridge, much like the Bilo Center is still. Its fonts, of course, means Bilo. Yeah, yeah. that hacker French. did them a favor. It, they took it from vanilla to gorilla. I'm in. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty funny. I mean, to have this, you know, Harambe Memorial Bridge <laughs> in South Carolina. Uh-huh. Well, you can go on Google Maps and, and file a complaint because I've had to do that before with the park that I grew up near. They had it named wrong. And you just go in and type, hey, this is actually the name of the park. And oh. I had to do that a couple of times before it finally changed on Google Maps. But I think you can just go in there 
and name anything. Well, I think what people need to do is if they change it back, we should just go online and write to Google and say, no, this is wrong. It's the Harambe <laughs> Memorial. <laughs> and maybe if enough people do that, Google will no, be like, oh, wrong. we got more of these, so it must be that. You stop, Ben. Those I don't people have in Malden, they are doing their best to do this thing right, Tom. But see, this put them on the map. No one outside of South Carolina knew that bridge was being no built, one, and now it's national news. No so. one outside of Malden knew it had a name. <laughs> well, all he really did is kind of gave it a facelift. I'm like... What do you mean? Uh, it's a new no, bridge. It's a, brand it's a new, new one. bridge. Yeah. Okay. Did you just get here? I, I, I drive that one almost every day at home, and I thought it was already there, so it wasn't there. No. You drive the bridge? No. Apparently. Under, under, under the bridge. Oh. Yeah. Goodness, I was worried. Yeah, yeah I know, because your car's not made for that. It's it's a walkway. I, I mean, what's the famous bridge that we could kind of, you know. London Bridge? <laughs> no, that one's falling down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. Whoever did that, good job. Hawk and Tom on B93.7. Well, did you celebrate National Pasta Day? National Pasta Day? Yeah, apparently you didn't. I didn't know it was National Pasta Day. Well, let's go ahead and sing the song. We'll celebrate it a little bit late this year. It's Belated Pasta Day. Sing along. It is October 7th. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I don't know if I want to sing along with well, a pasta you, song. You always tell us a day late. Here we go. I love pasta. It's my favorite thing to eat. Hey. Any way you serve it to me, I will think that it's a treat. Oh, yeah. Boil the water, cook it in a pot, and sauce it in a pan. Then dump it out onto my plate, and I'll eat all I can. Lettuccine, spaghetti, manicotti, ravioli, Everybody. <laughs> That's one of the unusual pasta songs I've ever heard. That's a bop. I yeah, like it. It's like the it? only pasta song you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Well, when it comes to eating pasta, they say that 5% of Americans eat pasta daily. Do you have it daily? I, I don't. don't have it often. Yeah. My hips could never. That is so much carbs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like pasta, but I don't make a big deal out of it. I may eat it twice a year. And really? That's, that's, that's really spaghetti? I don't eat spaghetti. Oh, I don't go to wow. I don't not big Italian fan, yeah. but my family will do lasagna around Christmas. So I go to Capri's and get there. And some people do that. They'll like for Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners, they'll do lasagna, which I find that kind of unusual. Not it, for Thanksgiving. We have to have turkey and dressing. It's not unusual. It's better. It's called blasphemy. It is not. <laughs> you do it? Yes. My oh. family's Italian, so we do pasta for everything. Mm. Yeah, see, I don't. Which is why my hips are as big as they are. Okay, 93% of Americans always have at least one box or bag of pasta in the house. Mm-mm. I got a bunch of them, man. Yeah. We're going to go spaghetti? Because I mean, that stuff lasts for like at least six years. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about after the, it was made. No, the noodles. Yeah. You know, the noodles in your pantry. I mean, our family considers spaghetti to be one of those go-to meals when you need something fast and easy that everyone likes. Okay. Yeah, I agree. So we're like, yeah, if you need something and you don't have something planned, spaghetti's a great one. Well, what's your favorite pasta shape? They ask Americans this question. Spaghetti's number one. Okay. And that was 33% of the vote. Penne or penny? Is it penny pasta or penne? <laughs> I've always said penny. What's the penny? Okay. I've said it wrong always. Okay. <laughs> Macaroni was third, and then tortilla. Tor- tortellini? Tor- tor- no, tortellini. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. Now, oh, you know, my friend does make tortellini, so I may have that once a year, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So, what's the best pasta shape specifically for mac and cheese? Well, obviously the elbows. Well, yeah. macaroni got the most vote. No, it's all about the shells. No, not yes, at all. Yes, shells for mac and cheese. No. But then the cheese gets in the shell, I and it's like almost like that. a stuffed ravioli. Shells are fancier macaroni. <laughs> do not forget, I do eat mac and cheese every once in a while. Kato so eats a I, lot more <laughs> pasta than he thought. <laughs> I totally forgot that pasta's in mac and cheese. Yes. But, and I don't eat mac and cheese a whole lot, but I do have that often. So, okay. yeah, I do eat mac pasta. So, Tori, you're wrong, just to let you know, because that was number two on the list. Shells. And then they say corkscrews for the mac and cheese. Oh, that's Ooh, not bad. Yeah. And, and then the bow tie pasta, which I don't like because uh, it, you got to cook it just right for it to be tender. <laughs> when you have to use a knife and fork to cut your bow tie noodles, <laughs> there's a problem. And that's the thing. Some people like them al dente. I want my noodles mushy. <laughs> al dente, is that like you have to go to the dentist afterwards? Uh, yeah, because they're hard. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. It's got a snap to it. And you know what? A lot of people will do this to make sure that your pasta is uh, perfect. They will throw like spaghetti noodles Against, at the wall. Yeah. And if they stick, they say they're, they're good. I did that one time as a joke, but my husband happened to walk by yeah. at the exact time and it smacked him on the side of the face. <laughs> that's what you told him anyway. Yeah. Did it stick? Because that yes. they were done then. Yeah. It was so funny. So uh, my mom does it sometimes with pot roast. You can do that. Throw it at the wall, and if it sticks, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it just drips down the wall. Yeah. Did that, didn't you do that with a popsicle? I did that. With a popsicle. <laughs> I was mad at the, the girlfriend at the time. <laughs> it just like, slid down the wall. Uh, I would never waste ice cream on anybody. <laughs> I know. What was I thinking, man? <laughs> or pot roast. Okay. So we're talking about your noodles this morning. 21% of people... Use a fork and spoon to eat spaghetti. So they use the spoon. I only use the fork. Yeah, I pretty much just chop it up the way you're not supposed to. <laughs> the fork too. is with me. <laughs> I don't understand, you know, when I do eat spaghetti, and I do every once in a blue moon, but um, I don't like, I don't <laughs> suck my noodles up. I cut you, you them cut up, up to yeah. them small bites is yeah. what they are. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not Italian, I guess. Okay, and <laughs> when you're cooking your noodles, do you break them in half? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 50% of us do break them in half, mostly because it's easier to fit in the pot. Yep. And some people, they'll let it, like, they'll put the whole stick in there and half the stick of the noodles hanging out. Well, that's how chefs do it. If you ever yeah. watch a chef show where they're cooking, they, well, they leave it, and then they'll just continuously stir until they... There ain't no way they're all cooked the same. The yeah, ones that I, went in the I, bottom are chef, cooked longer than the part that was at the top. I agree with you, but... So I think we found out there's some weird uh, people when it comes to eating your noodles. If you want to do the chef style, you need a bigger pot. <laughs> you need to have a big enough pot. You can uh, drop them in and cook them evenly. Otherwise, half of it's going to be al dental, and the other half's going to be sticky. <laughs> drop them in the pot. Drop them in the pot. <laughs> That's my Snoop Dogg. Wow. Drop al dental the and drop them in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was funny. Okay. Well, have fun celebrating your noodles this week. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Raising kids is tough, and it never ceases to happen that I will read something and realize that I have blown it. My kids are old enough now to where I've probably made all the mistakes that I can. Yeah. And then you see something, and you're like, oh, man, I wish I'd read that a lot earlier because I didn't do that right. Yeah, you're in coaching season right now. Well, I don't know about that. I'm not good at sports. <laughs> but uh, I read something today. And I thought of it because my son likes to play chess, and I realized I've probably done this wrong, too. Hmm. 
I'm going to read this story from the perspective of the person that wrote it because it would sound weird if I don't. Okay. But this person wrote an article said every year our school hosted an interhouse chess competition known as the Battle of the Bishops. It's a fun event that all the students can take part of in regardless of their proficiency in the sport. I don't know if it's a sport or not, oh, but yeah. yeah, it's a game. Uh-huh. Uh, however, the winner and the finalist almost always turn out to be people who actually understand and know how to play chess. But there was a kid named Larry who always wanted to win the Battle of the Bishops, but he wasn't very good at chess. So he joined the chess club to try to improve. Now, I wasn't the chess captain at the time, but I still trained him the best I could by brutally and mercilessly beating him every single time we played. (laughs) In every chess practice, we would be the first to start and the last to finish. I would try to find new and creative ways to beat him every time. Yeah. When he went home, he would always tell his family how it went. His mom would ask, how was it? And he would reply, I lost again. His sister was a friend in my class, so she would keep me updated. This continued on for about a year. Eventually, I became the chess captain, and I reached a peak rating of 2,000, which put me at a master level. I was playing against national-level players. I was leagues ahead of this kid, but every week I would destroy him. But he improved. He was determined to beat me. He bought a book on chess. He studied tactics. He downloaded a chess app and began to play online. He was on a mission, and that mission was to beat me in a game. One day, I arrived at school, and his sister said, Larry told me he almost beat you yesterday. I said, yeah, actually, he did. That was a close game. That same week, he finally beat me. I'll never forget the look of satisfaction on his face. (laughs) Those bulging eyes, that smile, and he said, finally. He then went on to become a semifinalist, and now he beats other kids in the chess club constantly. He's one of the best players, and I know that without a doubt, he'll become chess, chess captain next year. But what everyone doesn't know is he lost a lot more games than he's won, and he knows what it's like to face defeat, and that's why he avoids it. Not letting your kids win is the difference between raising amateurs and raising champions. So that's why my dad never let me beat him at basketball. That's right. <laughs> I'm still not good at it. Yeah, so. it didn't work out that well for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I told you my brother, he has not let his uh, daughter, like they have swimming races all the time. He's like, you know, one day she'll be able to beat me. She still has not. Yeah. So, even since she, and now she's uh, driving. So so she's not even swimming at all. She's just driving. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> gave, she gave up. He's in the pool and she's driving beside him. <laughs> <laughs> so my son, when he was real little, we were playing Connect Four and he lost like three games. So I was trying to throw him and he just didn't know what to do. Yeah. So finally I looked at him and his lip was like, you know, looking like he was about to cry. And I said, would it help if I let you win one? And he said, yes. Aww, yeah. So I just threw it so bad that there was no way he couldn't win. And, and he won and he was happy. So I blew this. Nah, not really. He'll never become a, a match four champion. He'll never win Connect Four on a national level because I, I did that. I saw something about Connect Four today. It said the player who goes first in Connect Four can win 100% of the time, assuming you start in the center column and you play perfectly. So I think there's Google. You can do the do-it-yourself, win it, connect four every time. That's like tic-tac-toe. I won't play if I have to go second. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, absolutely.
Dang. Uh, well, and I've let my son, you know, I won't let him win in basketball so much, but like we'll play, you know, how you play horse or certain basketball games like that. He beats me in spelling, but I beat him in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You said, I got the P. Dad, there's no P in horse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's when we play pig. Oh, I, yeah. I can spell pig, Kato. <laughs> It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 